Oh, that's so loud. Welcome to Unwanted Sound. I'm Jared. I'm Radomir. And you are listening to our fourth episode ever. And the only fourth episode we're ever going to have. How do you feel about that? Nostalgic. And we're talking to Peter Frederick Wallace. Peter, tell us about being a universal no. comedian in Indianapolis. No. Well, th- I think this is interesting because as two grown men in Indianapolis, <laughs> yeah. to add a grown man who is also a comedian, it tells we, a story and I'd like to hear that Martians story. Here? Why yes. are we still referring to ourselves as we are all grown men, we're all earthlings. Well, uh, what are our qualifications? What makes us something to listen to outside of anything else that you hear sure. on a podcast? And you want to hear two grown men in Indianapolis. Well, no, our qualification is... That we're two grown men in Indianapolis. That's about where it begins and ends. It is. One time I, I was at an aquarium, somebody picked up a crab from a touch crabs interaction display thing, and they, and the, the crab got flipped over and had really weird blue-red legs, and it looked freaky, like an upside-down beetle. And I was very What color upset. did you want it to be? I wanted it to be not at all shaped like that. Or existing... Yeah, I can't eat crab meat as frequently now because of what they look like. There's some alien shit living on this planet. Well, it lives here, so it's not. We really need a LinkedIn account. We've been trying for it. You're on your fourth episode and you don't have a LinkedIn account? We have a lot of social media outlets. We have... Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, the other one. Google. We have a website. A website right? that can be found through Google. Yeah, you could... Uh, we have a Google Plus page, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was talking about. Google yeah. Plus. And YouTube. What's Google Plus? Google no. Plus is like what somebody could have used instead of Facebook, but then Facebook adapted the Circles ideology. Do you think we should get a Tinder account? Probably Grinder. Yeah. As the show, though, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so... Both. It's like someone, what, what do you call someone that... You know what? Uh, go with Bumble. It's classier. What is Bumble? It's for classy ladies. Bumble is where you can match up with people, but only the, the lady can message Only the first. women can message first. She's, she's the one who initiates conversation. And their opportunity window expires after uh, like a couple of days. So if they don't make a move, then nothing happens. It sounds like the exact opposite of Facebook. It, guess how much, uh, guess how many dates you get off Bumble. Zero. Zero dates. I know a guy who got two dates off of Bumble. Well, he's obviously much better looking. He's way ahead of the curve. Yeah. Do you do online dating, Peter? Uh, A little bit. Not terribly successfully. So you don't use Bumble? I've gone on Bumble. I've played around with Bumble. I've gotten, I think, two matches. People complain that my online dating profiles typically make me look like I make porn or have something to do with porn. Want to make porn. Right. Why is that? Because, um... Are single people, do they watch a lot of porn so they're automatically thinking about it already? Well, I think when you find somebody with long hair and a mustache, as my pictures have me looking to be, who talks about making short movies, <laughs> um, that's, that's the sign do, I'm told now. Do you put in all caps? Not porn! I'd like to, but I was advised rather to have no discussion of short movie making. And also to take down the well, pictures of me with long... No, it's like a, it's a nice added incentive. It's something to talk about. Why they can't you talk know? about your creative endeavors? The mustache, that's the problem. If you didn't have the mustache, no one would have And the picture of me hanging out with Ron Jeremy doesn't help either. Okay, well, I've stopped that. putting that up. Put it in the profile. You're not going to describe your movies in the profile. That's something they say, ooh, this guy makes his movies. I want to go out on a date with him. I can ask him about his movies. I can be in his pornos. I can be in his pornos. Right. But you're going to put not porn. In other parentheses, like maybe brackets, you can put yet. <laughs> I'm open to it. What are you up to this weekend? What does it pay? See, then, yeah, exactly. What does it pay? What are the incentives here? 
I'm, so I'm making movies, but I want to know what porn pays. Yeah, that's good. That makes me anything. so completely distant from the porn. That, yeah, uh, if you if you were making porn, you already know what it pays. Correct. Zilch. <laughs> hmm. Maybe our listeners they don't judge. Well, then how would they know whether this is a good show or not? They, they don't judge it. because they don't exist. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> I talked to a listener yesterday. I talked to a listener. Oh, of this I show. mean, that's just a jerk. Anyone who you a... ever speak to and they have any kind of reply. Well, some people are bad listeners, but they're still listeners, right? What? Huh? <laughs> he was excited about the show. And I asked him if he'd like to be a guest on it. He said he may not have time. Like, uh... Is my experience not typical? I think that it actually isn't typical. And here's why your experience isn't. Because we have no other comedian for comparison. Right. So you have to explain your experience, and that's all we have. And then have. you're going to base it, everybody's experience on that. Right. You assume that that's the average experience. Um, I mean, for one thing, I got into it much older than most people do. So that's atypical. So I'm not really... There's a whole lot of camaraderie with comedians. It's a bonding thing, but because I'm older, it's, you know, there's the comedian thing that makes us alike, but there's also a point where if we're not talking about comedy, I I don't really have anything to talk to these children about a lot of times, you know? But, they have different interests. It's almost a generational gap. Yeah, it's, well, there's a generation gap, and it's just whatever. I'm also kind of a loner anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, you don't have, like, back pain in, pro- in, in common with them, possibly? What are you implying? I have back pain sometimes, and so maybe if you have back pain, we could talk about our back pain. Okay, is this a back pain podcast? All right. Could are be. You in, are you suffering right now? Uh, no, but I was in a car accident, and my, my <laughs> upper back started hurting. Have you had anyone look at it? Have you been to a yeah, I went back to specialist? A, I went to a place, and they uh, they told me that because I'm out of shape, the, the back injury... It won't do anything for you. Well, they, they tried, and it was okay, but they said the back injury is worse for me being out of shape. And they recommended that I get into shape so that my back can get better. And how did you feel about that advice? I was thinking about getting into shape. How long ago was this accident? Almost three years now. I've been thinking about You've getting... You've been thinking about it ever yeah. since. It's a big decision. It is. It's not fun. As three uh, fat fellows, we can all attest to that. Now, Jared's had some uh, success in, in uh, trimming down over the past couple of years. I guess. I think you said that you're... you're uh, your secret was not eating like an asshole. The secret to any diet is a two. It's, it's an easy two-part diet. Step one: exercise sometimes. Right. You just need to sometimes exercise. Don't be a complete lump of shit. Step two: don't eat like an asshole. Right. And that means take reasonable portions. Stop eating when you're full. Maybe don't eat high-calorie foods. Yeah. Constantly. In, in constantly <laughs> in mass. Right. I stop eating when I'm full, but I still eat high-calorie food. Pardon? What's the fun in that? It's like extreme sports. You know, the people who go out and they they, they push themselves to the limit, you know, doing Ironman competitions and rock climbing and all that right, shit. Right, I used to do that. That's that's what that's all overeating is. It's just an extreme let's let's see what the limits of this body let's see where this fucking thing can take us. Now, have you ever been in like an eating competition? I've never done that. You haven't. It looks stupid to me. I want an eating competition. That would take all the fun out of overeating for me. <laughs> Because now it's a competition. Yeah, now it's competition. I, I found a way to make it What if work. you were the best at it? my time. But if you were the best overeater. See, I, I've never been one who needed accolades or trophies or recognition for being the best. Oh, no. All you get is a t-shirt. Oh, wait. So all you get is a t-shirt? That's it. I, that you get a t-shirt? 
I didn't get a t-shirt. You get a t-shirt and, you know, we'll we'll you supply the puke t-shirt. bucket. I got none of that. I was in Did you just take the puke bucket home with you? No, unfortunately. I mean, it's just, it, that comes from corporate. Right. We wanted to let you do that and so corporate running, says no. It's running, a liability. The running, shirts come in only small and medium. What's that? I've been in one eating competition in my okay. life. I'll try anything once. Uh, what was the item? For uh, it was a one pound burger and a pound of fries. That doesn't sound that hard. It's not that hard. It was a timed event. Yeah. How long did you have? I think it was somewhere around 11 minutes. Okay, that's a lot to eat in 11 minutes. It's a lot to eat in general. Yeah. So the competition... Yeah, if you spread it out over an entire day, it's not that much. I mean, essentially the rules of any eating competition are eat like an asshole, right? Right, but quickly. Right, and through your mouth. Yeah. I watched a six foot seven, four hundred pound dude compete in an eating contest. He was supposed to eat a one pound burger and some fries in about fifteen minutes, and he finished it. And he ordered a second, and then he or he ate the the whole one pound burger, the second one, within also that fifteen minute time. But was still munching on fries by the time the fifteen minute period ended. So did he lose or win? The competition was: if you do this, you get the burger for free. So he didn't pay for the first one. I think he didn't pay for the second one or something. But he didn't finish the fries, so he might have paid for that second one. Did he? T- Tip on what the cost of the burgers would have been, or did he tip on just the fries? I didn't stay to find out. I had to go. So you came to us with an incomplete story. Yes. About a seven foot tall man. How tall? Six foot seven. I mean, he's right. six close seven. to seven feet. Seven have, feet would be better. I have to say, I feel like the whole purpose of that story was to one up my eleven minute one pound burger, I one pound fry well, story. Let's face it, it wasn't that hard to one up. How tall are you? Six foot tall. Are you? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We should, are you or not? <laughs> yes, I am. You're we like 5'11 or something like that. No, I'm not. I'm six. Five ten and a half. Six foot. Do you have? Is there a ruler around here? Why would you believe here? that? I am absolutely six, six, six foot tall. Why is there a six foot ruler here? Hold on. Yeah, I'll find a tape measure. Take a while. We should go and join us on how tall are you? That's just a ruler. It's okay. We'll just we'll just mark it off. Yeah. Do you have ruler to sharpie? Hold on. So, Peter, <laughs> how tall are you? Uh, 5'8". Cool. Short man. I'm between 5'9 and 5'10". Are you? But closer to 5'10". Are you? You don't seem taller than me. Are you lying about your height or am I uh, taller than I think? You could be taller than I you think. I don't think I am. You're wearing boots and I'm I not am. wearing boots. I didn't pay attention to height when you walked in. Well, I'm not getting up now because I don't want this to turn into a competition. We should record a podcast at an eating competition, though. don't you think? At an eating competition? Yeah, an eating competition podcast. A lot of grunting, eating noises. I would just try to make them laugh so that the food comes out their nose. Yeah, I don't want to do an eating competition. If you guys want to do an eating competition, I'd be happy to, to referee it. What? Oh, that would be good. What about the uh, cottage cheese and pineapple eating competition? <laughs> uh, 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 it's cool. It's, I don't think I can watch that. <laughs> it's cold, and it feels nice in your stomach. Oh. You can eat a lot of it, and it's delicious. Oh, it looks... It looks so gross. Cottage cheese and pineapple. Cottage cheese and pineapple eating competition. Oh, no. I have a tape measure. All right, so uh, Jared is now uh, measuring his own height to prove that he's six feet tall. That's right here. Uh, All right, do we count his hair? No, we're at 71 inches. How tall am I supposed to be? There. 72 would be six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's about 71 and a half inches. Uh, Ah, that's not six feet tall. 
Yeah, he, and you're, you're giving him okay. credit for okay. his hair. And yeah, all, he could, now he he's lengthening his spine. Yeah, he could stretch. Uh, keep those heels flat on the floor, flat my on friend. Flat on the floor, friend. Make sure that they flat on the floor. Take your socks off. How flat thick on are those the floor. socks? Socks. How thick <laughs> Look, are those I'm looking socks? straight ahead. No, no, no. Keep that there. Okay. Where's the, where's the straight edge? Let's find the top of my head. Because I've measured myself. I have not gotten shorter. That's lean weird. your head forward. Oh, okay. Wait. Here we go. Now lean your head forward. This is exactly six He's feet. He's got an angled head. I told you. Yeah, put lean your, your head, head forward. forward. You gotta. Uh, I don't now, understand. What see you now with the head do. forward, we're over six feet. What are we All doing right. about this? All right. So how tall am I? Uh, six feet and one quarter inch. Oh, I was six foot and a quarter inch. What did I say? Six feet exactly. Oh. Nice. All Why right. did you think I was short? Tur. Why did you think I was shorter? I didn't, but it Look was really hilarious how you ran out of the room to get a tape measure as soon as your height was challenged. What? You I, have how is it that a six foot tall guy can have that much uh, lack of confidence in his height? I he didn't. Has, you know, has, that was only it's challenged in the in 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 what I would consider just a sort of joking, silly, hey, we're having fun, well, you're away. We can do he that because out of the room, we're not in the six foot club. We don't know what the six foot club has. And Jared didn't want to be out of it. What? You're, how would you be in there? You're not six feet. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. Oh, maybe what... he has a special club. Right. Maybe there's something that he would not be eligible for. Correct. That we don't even know about. Some six-foot privilege that they don't even mention to us. Yeah. Is that what it is, Jared? I'd like to quit discussing this topic. <laughs> okay. Well, now that the door's been opened, I want to know the truth. You guys like pineapples? Don't we all? Pineapple and uh, cottage cheese. I like pineapple just fine. It's the cottage cheese I have a problem with. I don't like, think I could do the pineapple eating contest, though, because sometimes pineapple... Uh, it gets stuck in your teeth and makes your tongue burn. It's not that it gets stuck in my teeth. It's like it, it irritates my mouth. Yes. It's like... Some, it's like it's eating it's you when you're acidic. eating it. Yeah, it's a very acidic... Wow. You know what kind it's of... It's a poetic way of putting that. <laughs> Is that because uh, you're not from uh, this country that you use English in a poetic manner? No, I, I think it's my um, ineptitude at speaking like a normal person. How long have you been a, an American? An American I've been since a week after Obama's first inauguration. Now, did you ever uh, consider adopting a more American name than Radomir? Um, no. Like maybe Rudy? That's pretty American. Yeah, Radomir is... Radomir is fine. Pretty American. I think un-American would be like uh, Radomir the not-American Yordanovich. That would be like how you... Is that your middle name? No, I don't have a middle name. Well, that's un-American. Is it? Have you considered having a middle name? Middle names, I believe, are from Roman Catholicism, and I don't know why you would want middle names in the U.S. So do you go by Rad? Some people call me Rad. Yeah. There was one guy who called me Rod, and even texted R-O-D, but it's it's definitely R-A-D. Yeah, you could be a Rodney. You thought about being a Rodney? My mom told me I could be a Rodney. You could be a Radney. Oh, a Radney would be Radney. nice. Radney! I can't be Rodney, because my mom suggested it, and I'm rebellious. Well, you could be a Rodney in Boston, or... Chicago or something like that, and they'd call you Radney. Oh, from Baston? Radney from Baston? That would be cool. Radney. I wouldn't mind that. That would be fun. The New England accent is easy. If you say, uh, I drive a four-door Ford, and you just kind of let the words lay on each other. All right, do it. I drive a four-door Ford. I drive a four-door Ford. So you're specifically trying to be a... a JFK. JFK. Yeah. Well, or Mayor Quimby. Mayor Quimby. Yeah. Right. I was watching the movie JFK on DVD. Somebody came by, looked at the DVD case, and asked, What are you watching? What's JFK? It's my story for today. Were they making a joke? It was serious. JFK. 
What's Jifk? Did he know who that was? No. Oh, that's a real American. A person once guessed that America's first president was Abraham Lincoln. Who, who guessed that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here in Did you? I'm sorry. Sometimes I hear people say things, uh-huh. and they're just so out of, out of left field dumb yeah. that I just don't even hear. I just somehow I've trained myself to completely not hear that, but then I, I can hear it if I choose to then. Sure. This is what just happened. Did you say another grown man in Indianapolis believed that... Abraham Lincoln was the first president of the United States? Actually, she was a grown woman, not originally from Indianapolis. There you go. She was not originally from Indianapolis? Right. Oh, well, obviously not. Does Indianapolis have a strong tradition of knowing the presidents? I feel like most people here... Our number one... Have you visited the Harrison House? Well, at least knowing who the first one was. Right. Right. Abraham Lincoln. James Madison, I think. I've been to George Washington's sort of house. It's, it's right. only nice. Okay, we've all been to nice houses. Which had nice show. house? Uh, no, it's not so much. But it, was not, it was George Washington's. Uh, it's a historic house. Plantation, yes, and I saw where all his uh, slaves were. Uh-huh. And uh, were they, what were they doing? When I visited, there were no slaves, but where his slaves had been, rather, I saw where oh, his okay. slaves had been. They had been out in the fields. Mm-hmm. I saw those fields. They were okay. What were they growing? At that time, not much. Just kind of field grass. It was a historic site, so you couldn't... We also... I saw... What did George uh, Washington grow on his plantation? Do we know? Was it... Cherry trees, right? Who knows? We have to be inclusive. A lot of that's lost in history. There's no way of knowing, really. I mean, really, with all the misinformation... In the fake news. What were we talking about? How else do you relate to local comedians? Oh, uh, they seem fine. They're nice. Cool. Good talk. Uh Uh-huh. He's texting. I'm not texting. I'm looking for one joke I wrote once. I actually can't find this joke, but I did write the beginning of it. It reads, I have my gems every now and then, except for the one about... I stopped writing right there. Mm, I know, that's your ears. <laughs> well, this is super dangerous. All right. So this is not my joke. All right, so if it bombs, it's his fault, right? Two guys are at a bar, drinking a lot. Wow. Amazing. I like the short jokes. (laughs) Tough room. Two guys are drinking at a bar. Guy gets so drunk, he pukes on himself all over his shirt. And he's like, oh my God, my wife's going to be so pissed that I'm coming home with puke on my shirt. His buddy says, don't worry about it. Here's 10 bucks. He puts 10 bucks in his front shirt pocket. He says, take your shirt to the cleaner. You tell her I did that. They continue drinking. Guy goes home, opens the door. There's his wife. She says, oh my God, you're home drunk again and you puked all over yourself. He said, I didn't do this. My buddy did this. And she said, there's, there's money in the pocket here so I can go get it dry clean. Uh-huh. His wife says, his wife says. <laughs> Amazing joke. His wife says. The delivery is impeccable. His, his wife says, there's $20 in this pocket. And why would you say that unbidden? Because he said, look in my pocket, there's money. But he has to give the amount. No, he doesn't. It does for the punchline. The wife know. says there's twenty dollars, and do you know the punchline? Yeah, he also shit my pants. He also shit my pants. Yeah, yeah. I don't really write jokes. <laughs> I don't really tell them either. Yeah, <laughs> don't re- relate them either. Yeah. I don't write jokes. I I started writing one. Yeah, you <laughs> just stopped. Yeah, before the joke. I it's, didn't. I didn't know what the joke was. Yeah. It, is that so that it always has potential to be funny? No, I don't worry about those things. Um, I just haven't yet written a joke. Oh, I really? Think. You you have that? It, well, it keeps him going every day. Every day, he's mm-hmm. like, maybe I'll finish that joke today. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen, but it's always something he's got. Some, something saying. to aspire to in the future. I do have One my. Day, what happens when you do finish that joke? Well, then I'll tell it like this. Will, you're, will you, you'll have accomplished it, and then you'll just be done? I'll move on to the second joke. Oh, okay. So I have my gems every now and then, except for the one about this joke I haven't written. 
No? Good? Progress? Well, it's... I'm feeling it. It's got more words in it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's a callback. Uh-huh. To itself. <laughs> to itself. So it's really... It's pushing the, the limits of contemporary comedy. All right, let's try it from the top. What is, how's the joke go? I have my gems every now and then, except for the one about. I have my gems every now and then, except for this joke. There it is. That's he it. wrote my joke. At the time, I shit my pants. <laughs> 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 well, that could be a gem. Yeah, who knows? Depending on how long you sat on it. Right. Peter, do you have any shows coming up? The third t- Tuesday of every month, I host Storytelling at the White Rabbit which is a place where grown-up people, both male and female, uh, men and women all. In Indianapolis? All four categories in Indianapolis can go. Excellent. You're hitting on all cylinders there. Yeah. It's great. Got the men, the women, the cylinders, all being hit. Every single one of them. <laughs> the Speakeasy. Speakeasy. The name is, it's called Speakeasy this month. It's going to be, break, it's breaking up as hard to do. Every month at the White Rabbit. Right. Every month at the White Rabbit, they do the speakeasy. So it has a different, a different theme each month. Do you? Have you ever had an easy breakup? Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, it depends I on the have. Yeah. Well, I think... I was I've had a relatively easy breakup. My divorce was relatively easy, considering how bad divorces can be. It, didn't, it was still difficult. So we just had this 40-minute conversation that Jared deleted because he edits the show. Uh, Let's talk more about you being a comedian now. What do you want to know? i got to leave in a few minutes. What do you want to know? How did you get started? Just how anyone gets started. I'm not sure how that works. Well, you we sign up for an open mic and then you go up on stage and you try to make people laugh and sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. Now, I it's something I've always wanted to do and uh, always talked myself out of for whatever reason or just thought, oh, that's something I will do sometime in the future, in the future, in the future. I've got to work on other shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then... I don't know if you know this thing about life, but it continues whether you're doing the shit that you want to do or not. It just keeps going. And so at some point, the future came and I still hadn't done it. And then on my 34th birthday, I had a heart attack while visiting my future and now ex-wife while she was in the Peace Corps in Ukraine and realized that the future was not a guaranteed thing and started writing a whole bunch of material while I was in the hospital. And when I came back, um, I started going on stage. So I had to almost die to uh, get myself into comedy. But wow, that's well, why I can never be unhappy about my heart attack. Because if it had never happened, I probably still wouldn't have gone to I, try it. I mean, I'm glad that you're in comedy. But I'm not glad you had a heart attack. You're also attack. glad I'm not dead. Right. So Yeah, I don't regret it. Especially since you know, it gave me a lot of material. I hear that uh, your first open mic that you do usually is is not that good. You know, you bomb. Right? It depends. I did fine on my first one. You got some chuckles or some like deep laughs. I got some okay laughs. I don't really. It it doesn't stick in my mind as being a particularly great or particularly awful set. I got congratulated by the comedians when I came off stage, so I did fine. I didn't look. I think that what happens why people bomb uh, and have a fair, terrible experience their first time, that usually happens if they don't have any kind of public speaking experience at all. So they don't have comfort being on stage and then add into that the nervousness of trying out new material and trying to make people laugh and shit like that, right? I was already more relaxed on stage because of doing theater growing up and doing speech team and just always being fairly interested in into speaking, public speaking and doing it. I've always been... I've always had a, a whatever talent, whatever. I've always had a natural ability to do that and always had an interest in it. So 
I didn't have to fight that kind of thing when I was going up there. That's why people, so many people are terrible when they start out. They just don't have any experience with public speaking. And they have to learn it all. They're learning it in little five-minute chunks as they go to open mics. And so development takes a while. So I had that on my side, that I wasn't going up there being a complete incompetent, scared by the stage lights, never heard my voice through a microphone before kind of guy. I already had that kind of thing. So I didn't fall apart in that way. As far as the material, I talked about my heart attack. I was talking about real-life stuff, true stuff, and making it amusing. And since it's kind of a funny story, it worked out all right. Only had three minutes, too. Three minutes is not a lot of time. It's three minutes it seems like open? a ton of time if you don't know what you're doing. Is that how much time you typically have at that an open mic? That is the first, uh, some open mics, this was at Crackers. So the first time you go up at Crackers, you get three minutes. After that, you get six minutes. So I had, like, my first time was all right. I felt like, yeah, I love it. And then I had a few sets where I like, eh. And then I started trying and stop. wasn't just doing, like, the this, this story stuff, but it was trying to work out jokes. I, I, I had to learn a lot of stuff about, like, that type of joke writing. And always written funny stuff, funny stories, essays and everything, but the kind of, that stuff doesn't really translate as well to the stage unless it's uh, in, in a comedy club type setting. This One great thing I love about the storytelling show is that you don't have the pressure to get a laugh every 10 or 20 seconds or whatever. As long as you're interesting, people will listen. And then if you do have those, if you do have some good funny bits, when you get to them, sometimes that, that laugh can be more rewarding because you've brought people along on this thing and then you get a nice laugh, and then you continue. So I like that. Um, but uh, have you almost died ever? I hydroplaned and then uh, almost made it to the other side of the highway, the, the opposite direction, uh -huh. but then did not, and the car was totaled. The airbags didn't deploy, so I think there was a very weak almost dying. How about you, Jared? Almost yeah, dead. man. A lot of times. Same, same as this? No. <laughs> no? From just doing the dangerous shit you normally do? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you got any tattoos, Rodemir? I have no tattoos. Now, is there a reason behind that? I don't know. I don't like the idea of getting a tattoo because I, I can't imagine an image I would always like. Yeah. I would probably always like having a dragon and some fire and an explosion. Uh -huh. Maybe the dragon's holding a machine gun. Uh -huh. and, and that could be like a full body tattoo. I can't my see you ever outgrowing that. Shoulder to leg. Right. That, that's been a thing that I've dragon been liking. Gun. Dragon holding a machine gun. I've wanted this tattoo for four years. So I think that's, that's pretty now, do much... You have, do you know what gun you have in mind? Is it like an AK-47 or it's like an Uzi? M16. So M16, just a nice... So like a serious... Yeah, just full body... I like that you go with the M16. You're like, I'm a fucking American. No AK for me, motherfucker. Well, the M16 seems to be easy because it's it's mostly it's just a matte finish. Uh -huh. It's a tubular gun. M16s tend to jam. Apparently, do you want your dragon having a gun that's going to jam? It won't the, jam. the one that is more popular. Well, it won't because it's a tattoo. Right. Get that. May oh, you know, I could have a jammed M16 with the dragon trying to figure it out. Wow, he's getting uh, stabbed in the heart by some knight. I mean. Oh, is he no, that's, die? no, I think he's just a, a dragon blowing some fire and fixing a jammed M16. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is something I don't think I could outgrow. This could because be an amazing tattoo. I've talked to several tattoo artists about this. One said that he would do it for $50 an hour. Let so me stop should... you right there. I think. Why are we stopping tattoo talk? Because I just want to say don't get tattoos for $50 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. How much should it cost? I have no idea. Uh, you know, it should vary, but I would at least pay $100 an hour. Even if so, fifty least, is not enough. No, that means that's a person who's not going to be put. Well, what about the baseline? Because no. I've seen him sketch I, some tattoos, and he's very good. 
And I was thinking maybe he could do the bass. He was giving them a friendly price. If, 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 if someone you know is doing it... I would pay them you their set price. I don't want... You don't want friendship hookups on Tattoo. You don't want any kind don't of a hookup any reason, except for the art to, and the application to be excellent. You don't want to, to any reason to cut corners. Exactly. They And they need to care about the whole thing the whole time. And from my experience... They can't be saying in their head, ah, I'm only making $50 an hour for this. What do I care? Exactly. Or it would be many, now, many hours. Now, Radomir. Yes. Peter. Raised in an Eastern Bloc nation like you were. Does this sort of capitalist argument, does that well, resonate with you at all to let think, me explain maybe I do need to pay them more in order to get work out of them on Wikipedia sure I read that Serbia is actually not an Eastern Bloc country because, what's Serbia well Serbia is yeah Serbia is uh, part of former Yugoslavia uh-huh. which was never part of the USSR uh-huh. and you can you can see nations today that were part of the USSR okay, you're splitting hairs you commie bastard do you or do you not accept his argument yeah well even though I was born in a communist country <laughs> it wasn't communist for long and, and after my birth and things exploded I'm just saying I have always been tattooed by people who are personal friends of mine and I have always paid them at their hourly rate and tipped accordingly on top of that at the you don't want to mail in uh, a full body dragon explosion gun any fire tattoo, tattoo. Right. any tattoo it, it they're not they don't come off easily should you be willing to pay more to absolutely because for some reason i'm just envisioning trogdor with a very nice gun that's what's wrong with that that sounds good to me trogdor is a staple of pop culture yeah and that's definitely that's a 50 dollars an hour tattoo to me i mean that would actually <laughs> for some that. people that's a fine tattoo oh okay so then there's some tattoo class Classism going on here. It's not classism. I I, I understand you you're can stuck get, in your world. There's a lot of reasons a lot of people get a lot of tattoos. Mm. There's a lot of reasons people do it. Mostly That's to too cover vague. up other tattoos. Let's, let's sometimes in on that. Sometimes. Let's get into the fewer reasons of which you know that one would get a full body dragon gun explosion fire tattoo. Because there's some kind of emotional connection to the imagery. Uh, another would be for a feeling of like control. So for a feeling of control over one's own body. Another reason someone might get a tattoo would be the large dragon holding a gun. You know, some people when they get tattoos, they're flipping about it. They don't really put thought into it and and that's kind of some are drunk some are drunk sure but i'm saying these, some people whatever i feel that's what i'm gonna get and so it would just be like a care a carefree choice especially as we have some arguably sober people who want full body dragon fire explosion gun tattoos peter do you have any tattoos i do not do you want some not really so you guys are getting in i don't really care about tattoos what Getting in, what do you mean? Oh, getting into heaven because we haven't modified the bodies oh, God gave us. No monotheism for us. So, Peter, thank you for being on our show. Oh, I feel like I haven't been. It was a pleasure, <laughs> and you might not be. <laughs> Depending on the edit. Are you going to visit our website, unwantedsound.com? Me? Yes. I've, I go there every day. It's my Fantastic. homepage. When I turn on my computer, go online, immediately the first thing that comes up is, uh, what is it again? Unwanted Sound. Unwanted Sound is the first thing that comes up every single day. It's a light page. It loads quickly. It does. It's great. It works on mobile, on desktop. I've heard all of these good things about it. You do you can, have an Instagram? You can, all you have to do is press a button and they bring food to you. Don't Unwanted you Sound has an right? Instagram. At Unwanted, Unwanted Sound. Unwanted Sound has an Instagram? Yeah, you should follow us on Instagram. And you guys are on uh, Tinder and and Not Grindr. yet Tinder. Not, not Tinder. Not yet Grinder. Not yet. Cupid. No, not no. yet. You're going to check out Bumble so you can get some ladies through that. Um, are you bumble. guys on uh, Grubhub, DoorDash? No? That would be pretty cool. 
I hope you'll invite me on again. You're welcome to come on anytime. I, I won't, but I hope but you'll I would like me. to be invited. It's nice to be invited places. It is, and we. It was a pleasure having you on. Well, thank you. You've been listening to Unwanted Sound, a podcast by two grown men in Indianapolis, featuring a Universal comic who is also a grown man mm-hmm. from Indianapolis. Uh, catch us on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, LinkedIn? New Space. Not LinkedIn, not yet. Oh, we also don't have a MySpace account. We need one of those. We're on iTunes and Google Play Music. Oh, wow. We're syndicated. This, how are you going to... Oh, okay. <laughs> so thanks, loud. Thanks for inviting me on, guys. Yeah, thanks for doing it. <laughs>